I'm author Mark Muncy. And I'm author Erica Lance. And this is Eerie Travels. Greetings, travelers. Greetings, travelers. Oh my gosh, we are, uh, man, we are still at Erica's secret mountain fortress recording as we are watching the mists roll in. Uh, Here we are in lovely Ravenloft. Yes, we are. (laughs) (laughs) As we are on the outskirts of Barovia. Yes. For those du- few Dungeons and Dragons nerds who caught that reference, yeah, so, which but, was like three three of the people listening to it. Yeah, 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 yes. but but it is there. So. Okay, but um, this is going to be kind of an interesting one. So I do want to put a little bit of a trigger warning on this one. Oh, okay. Because um, I think uh, some of the some of the things we're going to talk about go to a little bit dark places, go to yep. some deaths and things yep. like that. So it just, I mean. The episode is not about that, but it's but it's it can, in there. It's yeah, adjacent. It's, it's, it's adjacent. Yeah, and it's and we're also going to be talking some of the Hollywood versions of this too, which is also sometimes triggering. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. so trigger adjacent with um deaths and things like that. Yeah, like, yeah. No, this is this is a fun one. I'm I, I'm excited because our producer, I believe, is also going to chime in on this one uh themselves. I know they keep threatening to put us out of business. Yes, I know. And especially if we give them more work, but that's okay. <laughs> that's why we pay them the big bucks. <laughs> well, you know, as long as the audience, who I am holding hostage here, um, does give us money, then you know you guys are safe. But okay, well, good. Well, okay. Well, by you know to do that, audience, you know support our sponsors. But you can also go visit our friends at Paranormality Magazine. Paranormality. Paranormalitymag.com where you can vote for your favorite paranormal podcast, which we would love if you would put us in your votes and you can vote three times a week for your top three. Uh, But we would also very much like to point out that you can go there and get a subscription to the magazine, get, you know, the detailed articles and you get 10% off if you use the code travels. Absolutely. And you can vote for us as your favorite a paranormal podcast. I think so, we said that three times now. So I think we've, yeah, we've, we've done that... it. So that's perfect. <laughs> but uh, I do have a story from them. So we have breaking news. What on earth is your breaking news? Well, I don't know if this is breaking news because this happened in 1936. That's not but... breaking news. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the magazine, you know, hey, this is their article for this month. And it's the, uh, in the year 1936, in the quaint town of La Pidada de Cabadas. And I know I totally butchered that. Nailed it. Uh, from uh, Michoacan. Uh, a peculiar incident unfolded, witnessed by a young girl named Teresa. At the tender age of seven, Teresa found herself embroiled in an otherworldly encounter at the hotel where her family worked. What she experienced that day defied all logic and left an indelible mark on her memory. Despite her later move to the capital city in a life of rationality, Teresa's encounter of the mysterious figure and the coins that accompanied it remain vivid. And to get access to that, you have to go to the website. Oh, and, but they have breaking news on that story. So paranormalitymag.com. You know what I'm going to bet? I'm going to bet somebody else has encountered this now. I bet. I, I bet. bet. Yeah, because Giant that's what tease. happens. Giant tease, but I appreciate it. Okay. All right. So guess what we're going to talk about today? I don't know. We are going to talk about, uh, 
the the Boojums. No, no. Oh. The but we are going to talk about the Boojums. I know, I'm excited. We, more about the we keep learning more about them, yes. Yes, I feel like we need to just let it simmer a little more to yeah. get more stuff. Oh, dear, that's it's a rabbit hole we're going down. It's, good. So. it's going to be a deep, deep so It's a mammoth hole. cave that yes. we're going down. So. Um, but no, we're going to talk about something that you know it's it's interesting because i i've heard people kind of talk about it but it's very i i think it's coming up more prevalently with people putting cameras in their children's rooms oh like nanny camps kind of nanny camps yeah, okay. but not to watch the nannies so like one thing that's become more prevalent versus when we were youngsters right was um being able to have a camera on when your kids are sleeping or something yeah. like that. Obviously no creepiness or pedophileness. That's not what we're talking about. But you know, when your kids are sleeping, you can now watch them and just make sure they're safe. And this yeah. really helps, you know, type you A can... personalities that worry about their kids all the time. And this is also for those people, you know, if you go out to dinner and you know, you've got the babysitter at home, you can kind of keep an eye on the babysitter, make sure the babysitter is not doing, you know, make sure they're doing their job too. You know? Exactly. But um, I am talking about, uh, imaginary slash invisible friends okay so yeah um i think uh you know i i've had an experience so i know you've had an experience and had an imaginary friend yeah and i use the term you guys can't see me using quotations because i don't actually think the majority of the time they're imaginary okay okay so you're Be you're going into that i'm going down that rabbit hole all right and the reason um you know this it's it's interesting because my um this came up because my grandbaby has been in her crib and they don't have they do have a camera on the crib in general right but um it sounds like she's talking to she's very young she's just a little over a year old but every now and then it sounds like she's talking and then we'll be laughing and then go back to sleep so she's having a conversation with someone. So with somebody, yeah, okay. right? Now she doesn't have a full conversation. She's young. So she's just, you know, playing with someone. Playing, playing, right? And this also leads into another rabbit hole. I'm going to save that for after the break. But when I was younger, I, and uh, I had this, um, a friend in his name was Charlie, right? Hmm. And I used to tape like pictures that I'd color on my wall. I was probably eight or nine years old actually i wasn't very young seven or eight years old and i taped pictures on my wall and one night something came in and pulled all the pictures off the wall mm. and they swirled around and fell in one fail swoop it That's wasn't one at a time activity very yeah. thing and for whatever reason i knew its name was charlie wow and I had this thing when I was little, and I think a lot of children have this thing, where if you're under the blankets, you're protected. Like yes. if you pull the Other blankets completely, like yeah. it's magic, right? You're protected. And, but Charlie would make me feel like I was protected, even yeah. though I couldn't tape anything on the wall because he would immediately pull it down, right? And I even remember one night, and I talked to my mom about this because, um, there was one night he was knocking the hangers off in the closet, but making a racket. Oh, and I was in bed at bunk beds. My sister was asleep on the top bunk. I was on the bottom bunk 
all tucked in in my little blanket course yeah. and he's making a racket i knew he was making a racket my mom opened the door and said knock it off like she was mad she was yelling yeah. and i'm in my bed my sister's in her bed and then all of a sudden the one more hanger drop <sighs> and she was like and she opened the door and yeah. all of the hangers were off yeah. the rack and she's so did your sister see charlie no but okay. somebody did oh. so this is why i'm leading to the story so um i have many other stories which i'm not going to get into um right now ghost stories we can talk about this later but <laughs> um so that happened and i remember having a conversation with charlie mm. that he couldn't he couldn't do that anymore because it makes my mom mad he couldn't knock all the stuff out and i remember that um i cleaned it up the next day and my mom never brought this up to me again mm. this incident he never did it again but she never would talk about it yeah, right? she didn't, yes that's one of those hush hush yeah, yeah. Like, like let's pretend like that didn't happen but um what did happen was i was driving with my friend uh one of my very best friends when i was younger her name was jody we <laughs> lost touch when i was 18 but her name was jody and her parents would drive two hours to come pick me up to take me to her house and when i was really young i didn't understand how amazing that is yeah that's Udo, and i forget her father's name right now but he was dad but yeah um and they would drive and they had um, one of those old station wagons with the wood paneling. Oh, yeah. Classic. Yeah. I yeah. had one of those. Yeah. yeah. And they had, you know, it had a big rear seat. Oh, yeah. You can just lay around in it and mm -hmm. roll around. And but stuff they had us sit and they had us with seatbelts on. Oh. And I distinctly remember Charlie being in the middle of the seat. Like, I remember oh. it, but I never talked about it because it was like, you don't talk about it. You'll sound like you're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And my mom was like, don't talk about it. I never talked about the hanger thing, but I brought up Charlie and she's like, you've got to stop saying that in front of people because oh, yeah. they'll think you're crazy. Yeah. Um, and she ended up, so we were going and they pulled into a drive-thru to get squirrel cones, ice cream cones. Nice. And um, they asked what kind I wanted. I forget what I even said, but I remember right after I ordered what I wanted, right? Jody says, and Charlie wants a vanilla one wow and i remember like do you get goosebumps did you yeah, just get that's, goosebumps? that's good because i was sitting on the right side and i literally did the slow turn to my left yeah. and they were like who what are you you're not getting two ice cream cones yeah and she was like but and they're like you're not getting two ice cream cones because obviously they thought yeah she was trying to get two ice yeah. cream cones and i remember we got the ice cream cones we're driving away and i said you can see him yeah. And she's like, yeah, he's sitting right next to us. Yeah. Wow. Now, it's funny. You mentioned Jody and imaginary friends. Of course, my mind immediately went to Amityville because okay. that was the imaginary friend in Amityville. Yeah. Was Jody. Yes. So, but uh, no, it's true. True story. So, and I always thought Jody was your imaginary. No, no. <laughs> it was Charlie. I was like, wait a minute. And But he left when I was 14. Mm, just he disappeared. Just, I remember one night, like, it was almost like, a, not like he came and was like, Erica, you're old. It just was one night. I knew he was gone. Mm. 
I think what's what's that character from uh, Inside Out? It was her imaginary friend. Uh, and then as she got older, that was the memory she had to let go. The character had to let go. And it was her imaginary friend. And they, uh, uh, I can't remember the character's name. Oh, no. Is that Bing Bong? Bing Bong. Yes. Oh, yes. No. The saddest thing ever. Sorry, Callie. Well, it's okay. There is a TikTok that's really funny that just says Bing Bong, fuck your life. And I do think of that whenever I say Bing Bong. <laughs> but I also think of the very beautiful, very, very rainbow very pride month uh elephant yeah very yeah. good very good well now you had an well, imaginary friend Kelly. well right. you tell us about your imaginary friend and then i want to go into why i think the these day. are very real and what i think they are okay all right so Callie, what was your story so i had an imaginary friend i would say from like age five to age seven or eight it wasn't a long time but um I knew that there was something up with them for a little bit, and I'll tell you why. So my imaginary friend, I named him Jeremy. He did not tell me his name, but Jeremy is also the default name that I name anything that doesn't have a name, like D&D character, Jeremy. Uh, somebody asks me what my keyboard is, I say it's Jeremy. Um, you know, I, I, I name things that do not need names. But Jeremy was this very, like, tall, shadowy figure who was just sometimes in my room. Um, and we would play games. You know, we would play with my different Barbies and stuff. And it was fun. It was fine. Um, but I noticed that whenever... I, I mentioned in a previous episode that we we did have a, a ghost in our house that was named Sarah. She was like a presence that followed my dad around. Um, I noticed that whenever Sarah was around and Jeremy was around, Sarah wasn't interacting with me as much. Mm. And I thought that was interesting. I don't know why that was true, but it was. Um I, I don't really know a whole lot. I don't even know if these are like real memories or not, or if Jeremy was real, or if it was just I, you know, saw shadows in the dark and just assumed that it was a person, but I don't know. It felt very like friends on the other side for me. Like yeah. I was really scared when Princess and the Frog came out because I was like, oh man, it's Jeremy. He's everywhere. And nope. it, it kind of stressed me out a little bit because I hadn't really remembered him but there he was and it it scared me like he was just like a shadow I don't really know much more than that and now that I'm kind of thinking about it if I think back to that story I told in the sleep paralysis episode maybe that was Jeremy I don't know it was like a shadowy figure I've creeped myself out yeah okay, and this well, would have been about that time of the uh uh the squatter oh we, man the, the spirit we talked about in the help you episode so oh, i just put that together as i'm sitting here that just clicked in my head i'm like wait a minute that would have been you were about seven or eight when we got rid of it you know when we did the the big purge to get rid of it so i'm full of fear now right right <laughs> this is my fear song it's darkening here in the mountains yeah well done <laughs> tell your story mark uh yeah so my imaginary friend uh, when I was a child, well, I was, you know, a lone nerd in West Virginia. 
and uh you know growing up and it was it was you know it was you know i was i was picked on i had you know things so i had an imaginary friend who was you know my my bodyguard he was my protector and uh it um and to be fair i it's so long ago i don't remember his name i feel terrible that i don't remember his name uh um but uh he would protect me when others would bully me and at one point one of the kids in school uh was probably one of the worst you know one of those uh Stephen King type bullies that just yeah. you know was a step away from actually murdering someone uh he came up and kicked me in the side of the head while I was down at my lower locker you know mm-hmm. everybody sees lockers in movies and stuff they're always up high in in this school there was a high one a middle one and a low one and of course I being the nerdy kid got of course stuck in one of the lower ones and uh and I was down picking up some books and this kid just walked over to me middle of the hall kicks me in the head and uh maybe that's why I have epilepsy who knows but suddenly my friend was there and shoved him against the other locker and and the kid starts crying and screaming and then he grabs me with like an elongated arms you know fantastic four style and pulls me over and and then that's when the principal comes out and sees me holding the bully kid who's you know had been held back five grades and was, you know, probably a high school kid, you know, and here he is with these elementary kids and the principal pulls us both into the office and says, you know, what's going on? And, and I've got the black eye, the broken glasses, but yet here's the kid, he's got a black eye and they, and they were like, oh, he, uh, you know, the kid's like, he he beat me up. And, and then, then the principal calls me, what happened? I said, no, he kicked me in the head and, you know, and, and then, you know, next thing I know was you, you were there. I didn't want to tell him. I knew it was wrong to tell him what happened. Um, but yeah, so that was my imaginary friend. So this is my, I have a theory. Uh, I, so I had, um, a little, I used to babysit a lot when I was younger. I, I babysat, uh, a, a ton and, um, I found that if you talk to kids, like every now and then I would see kids talking to something, right? Like they're talking to somebody else. And I remember I was talking to um, one of the kids about who he was talking to. And he described a friend. And when he described him, he said his face was burned. No, he didn't say it was burned. He said there was a problem on his face. And I, you, you know, you asked, describe things. And what he described was somebody who had a really bad burned face. And he said the name of the kid, because it was a kid that was talking to him, said that he and his family had died in a car fire. And all the, like, said all, all this the details, stuff. yeah. And I found the newspaper article Ooh. where this had happened. And it had happened like 20 years before this. Creepy as hell. And the kid was talking to him and his friend. And the thing is, is that anytime you talk to a kid that has a quote unquote imaginary friend, the majority of the time, they will tell you the story of that 
imaginary friend, right? There was a great supernatural episode on this that I absolutely love the imaginary friends, supernatural episode, forget what the name of it is, but, um, but let's, let's get into some Hollywood supernatural friends and, and their take on this when we come back. Okay. Let's go, let's go listen to those wonderful imaginary friends, our sponsors. Erie Appalachia. Gear up for a frightful jaunt into the darkest reaches of the ancient Appalachians. Folks deep within the Appalachian hollers lean close to the campfire to share stories of the inexplicable with hushed awe. Monsters rumbling in the hills, strange lights darting through the pitch black night sky, horrible occurrences almost ineffable in their bizarre tragedy. Tall tales, you might say. Tell that to the Flatwoods monster in Braxton County, West Virginia, or the Goat Man of Louisville. Look into his humanoid eyes and let him know you don't believe. What of those apparitions in Mammoth Cave's Corpse Rock or the Satan spawn known as the Jersey Devil? How do you respond when confronted by these mysteries? From the metaphysical energy that swirls near Serpent Mound in Ohio to Point Pleasant's Mothman Legacy, Mark Muncie and Carrie Schultz explore the dark history lurking in the shadows of Appalachia. Read by Mark Muncie, author and experts on strange folklore with appearances on shows such as Ancient Aliens, The Curse of Robert the Doll, and many, many more. Greetings, mortals and others. I'm Dick Terhune, the voice from hell. I work with haunted attractions all over the U.S., Canada, and Europe to increase audiences and enhance their experience with highly effective commercials, narrations, animatronic character voices, whatever your dark heart desires. Let me help you do more, scare more, profit more. Find out more at Voice From Hell on Facebook and at voicefromhell.com. So we're back. So oh Supernatural covers this imaginary friend. Drop Dead Fred is yes. one of my favorite great, great, imaginary great friends. Great Rick Mile. Yeah. The late great Rick Mile. But I, I think what is interesting is I think adults tend to, and we, we'll cover more of the ones, but they tend to tell a child that they're imagining something. Yeah. And I think it's true with you know, sometimes monsters under the bed can be shadows and things like that. But I think there's sometimes to what your um, children experience, there's a fear monger out, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it is, you know, I remember there's a bear in the bathroom. What's My that? son said that when he was younger. A bear in the bathroom. He said, there's a bear in the bathroom. Sure oh. enough, there was something in the bathroom. Some odd feeling when you went in. Oh, no, I didn't even have to go in. Oh, you knew it. I could feel it. Wow. You know, and it was a bear in the bathroom. It could also be like a bear as in like a person because it is Pride Month. That's true. <laughs> that is true. That is true. But this, in this particular case to this two year old was not a Pride Month bear in the bathroom. Yep. 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 And so I think that, you know, I'm not saying you have to, you know, agree and let your kids, whatever. But I think that we keep getting told that it's an imaginary friend that we imagined sure. it so, versus it's something that the parents can't see. Now, see, one of the, the big things, um, we're, we're going to get into this at one point. Uh, I have to talk about, you know, we, we, you know, the, in America, we had the night that panicked America, which was the war of the world's broadcast, you know, uh, Orson Welles, doing H.G. Wells's War of the Worlds. When I was in England, which I only spent 
two nights in London, one on the way out to Romania, one on the way back to Romania. And on the way out, they I stopped and was turned on the television late one night. And there was a special on called Ghost Watch. And this was an infamous program that aired in England. And I didn't know that at the time. Of course, I'm just watching it because I'm just bored in my hotel room in and I'm watching BBC and I was like, I was, I was hoping for Doctor Who and I got this. And um, this was basically, they were watching a family that was going through poltergeist-like experience and they were going to have live television. And Craig Charles, who is uh, Lister from Red Dwarf, was amping it up. He was being antic there. They had a newscaster. They had the psychic who was, in, you know, the, the psychic, uh, the parapsychologist who was investigating it was there. Uh, they were doing, they had live cameras in the, the building. They had another, the reporter, they had a phone bank you could call and tell your ghost stories. And it was this really amazing thing. And the two little girls in the, you know, that are experiencing the haunting are being filmed and they're, and all this stuff starts going on. And they had an imaginary friend named Pipes. And it was because when they would hear weird knockings and weird noises, the, the mom would tell them, oh, nothing, it's nothing, it's the pipes, it's the pipes. So suddenly they had this imaginary friend named Pipes. Now, I don't want to go too much more into this because we're going to do an episode on this uh, when it gets closer to Halloween, which is the night I'm watching this. Uh, and I was so excited and I was enthralled with this. But then I'm also in the back of my head, I'm going, this is a lot like the infield poltergeist, which I was, as a kid, had researched, I had written... Hans Holzer, I had written the Ed and Lorraine Warren about this case because they were the paranormal teams involved in this. And this is what the Conjuring 2 movie had basically followed this case. And then here's this thing. It's almost the exact same story. I'm like, is nobody putting this together? That this is the infield poltergeist? I mean, this is all over again. But but pipes, this is a weird story and all this. And of course, it's it's a it's a television movie, but it was like the first Blair Witch Project, I think. And again, it caused a panic. People panicked thinking this was a real show. And to be fair, I thought it was real for a little bit until towards the end, it gets a little over the top. But wow, what a show. And if you can find it, definitely watch Ghost Watch. You'll love it. But I, that goes back to the infield haunting where they had an imaginary friend. It was an old man who could talk to them and tell them things. And then the, one of the girls would... You know, they actually had to tape her mouth shut because she kept talking like him. And uh, and it was her imaginary friend. And then sure, sure enough, in that house, an old man had died. And, yeah, and again, Hollywood conjuring made it a little more. But if and even then, even Ed and Lorraine Warren, as much as we love the Warrens, there are things that they blew up as well. Made a little bit bigger than they were. They, they exaggerated a little bit. Uh, and also to them, everything was demonic. Yeah, well, and, and I'm not saying there aren't bad things and there oh, are no, no. things that scare children and stuff that we can't explain, fear mongers and stuff like that. But I, I've seen a lot of children that have helpful. Charlie was helpful. I mean, I know I just said that. But I have several other stories where he's very helpful to me being there. He made it so I wasn't as afraid of the dark, for instance. Now you can go, okay, you made him up, right? But I have some real life proof that something was there right and you know your situation yeah how did i beat that kid up he's three times my size and it, maybe it was adrenaline maybe it was you know because it's a blurred memory i don't remember it well 
I see. I'd also had my head kicked in. So, yeah. you know, that, you know. No, it's true, but that's the whole thing. You can justify these things, but I think there's probably a lot of listeners who have invisible friend, and I'm going to call them invisible friends. I like that too, instead of because imagine, they're not imagined. Just, you know, in you can play and stuff like that. But when you talk to children who encounter these things, they are as real as me or you talking to them at that moment. That's how they do it. And the other thing that I know is, you know, and there are other stories I could tell, but I was watching my niece, my, um, my sister's oldest child, uh, her, and for, she, she had something that watched her like the, it just did. And I remember waking up one night because she used to stay with my mom all the time. I was at my mom's house. I was laying on the couch. I woke up and there's this thing standing over me. And all I got from this thing was, where is the baby? Right. And I'm like, she is with her mother. Like, it was like very weird. And then she was gone. Mm. Right. And I asked my mom the next morning, I'm like, um, does anything weird happen when the baby's here? You know, I said, it yeah, man, but I was like, and she's like, oh, did you see her? Oh, yeah. no. Yes, I saw her. Oh. Nope. Throw the whole house out. I can't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but she wasn't, there was nothing Wait, malicious yeah, or didn't, whatever. You didn't nope out of that? No, I didn't nope out of that because at the time I was like, you know, I nope out when I feel like negativity is when I nope out. Like there was no negative. There was nothing. No, she was literally just looking for the baby. Hmm. And then yeah. I was, she's, um, ah. you know, I know I normally reserve this, this feeling for Mark, AKA my dad. Um, but I don't know about that one, Chief. That that's scary. That I I don't care if a present feels good or bad. If I'm seeing a presence and it's near, like, say, a baby, nope, not looking at that baby again. That baby's well, never, never, <laughs> never looking at the baby again. Well, you know, my baby. That is is that I think there are certain sort of guardian spirits that happen because oh. I that's what I think. I think it was not like possessive whatever i think it was a guardian i think it was watching and that's yes a lot of natives believe that that's just ancestral you know your ancestral spirits that are helping you and, and guiding you and and that's what these are and you know this this leads to other you know you know where kids talk about their friends who you know are kids who died like you you're yeah. other, you know that one situation and stuff that's that is not an uncommon thing my daughter had one too oh See, I know it sounds weird and people are going, okay, she's crazy. But I say this because my son one time, because weird things would just happen. Like you'd be in my daughter's room and it would feel like somebody was grabbing your foot, not in a mean way, but like tickling, whatever. And um, so we joked a lot about it, but the cat used to do this game where you'd chase it and it would not meanly but it would run and it would stop and it would look at you and then run back around because we had like a center wall that ran through the living room kitchen. So the kids would play sort of tag with the cat. The cat was playing tag with somebody and oh. nobody was chasing it, but it did the full stop as if it was looking at somebody and then followed after it, like exactly the way this happened several times. And in Man. front of more than just me. So it wasn't like I had friends at the house that were like, what is the cat doing? And I'm like, 
it's playing tag with what with who i don't know <laughs> but one day i was in the kitchen and my son went um well what's its name and i'm like i don't know its name he woke up that next morning with a female sitting on his bed dressed like little house on the prairie and she goes my name is karen no my name is kathy my okay. name is kathy and then he woke up yeah fuck that no eh. and Ouch. he was like the next morning i got goosebumps he's like its name is kathy and i'm like well that's just fascinating well that was the whole the whole sarah thing with us was again just it just that was i looked up and knew it was an s name and then looked up the you know in the the house and sure enough a young lady had uh harmed herself and her name was sarah so i was like oh that must be who we're talking to yeah. and i forget that dad was the one who offered the ghost therapy and now there's a ghost that's attached to him <laughs> hey. and what did we learn don't offer ghosts anything it's, it's an imagine it's an it's an invisible friend now it's an invisible friend. it's an invisible friend and you know she's never hurt anybody and uh I never do. done anything i you do you used to adjust the the temperature in your room so that you would be comfortable so i don't know why you complain about that callie uh well you know i pay electric bills now um and i gotta tell you i don't want to pay for for environmental temperature shifts anymore i'm tired okay. of paying for the the higher ac bill because of the summer in florida yeah honestly i don't want to pay for it because of ghosts either i get that maybe they're uncomfortable but if they pay me some ghost dollars then they can change the thermostat <laughs> you know callie erica i like your rules Thank and you. i appreciate them and as somebody who nopes out all the time i've had <laughs> situations where it's not been a positive situation you know and you can feel the negativeness oh yeah no they're you for know? every positive there's, there is there's negative, negative or 10 negatives you know which is fully why i'm like even in the positive situations now now i'm just like you know what i'm good i do this for money now like i don't want anything happening i just want to have a chill time a cool hang me and my dog are good over here yeah 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 but I, you know it's interesting because it is portrayed in films both ways i mean even yeah. Poltergeist was a little bit starting with that. She's, she's got an talking to, friend. you know, she's yeah. got the negative, but she's also talking to somebody. I mean, they suck yeah. her into a TV, so that's not a good. Well, they're, but they're protecting her from something scarier, supposedly. You know, so. and that's the premise of the later movies when we we, we get the oh the the creepy priest. Yeah, uh, that was oh man, that poor guy. I, I he I guess he had he was like very terminal with cancer filming that. Yeah, but those movies were plagued with. Yeah, problems themselves. and then of course we have the exorcist where they had uh, uh reagan's friend was captain howdy that was the spirit they had contacted through the ouija board and was her imaginary friend mm -hmm. after that uh and uh you know so it it plays a lot in a lot of uh, hollywood and stuff like that because it's so primal it is part of us i think it is and i think you know there again is um what what do you believe like when yeah. are you told to not believe in these things you know and um is it is it a ghost is it a 
spirit? Is it a nature spirit? Is it a guardian spirit? Is it some other kind of entity? Like what, what is it that, and it's interesting because I think that you can have things that it attach themselves to you as you are older and things like that. And it'd be interesting to hear from listeners, their stories yes. and what they have and did they have it as children? And then how many times you told that's not real. Yeah, how right. Many, yeah. How, how many times your parents or, 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 or teacher or whoever uh, some tell authority you figure real. tell you, you know, stop that. Yeah. And I wonder how much that plays into, because you look at things that are happening. Like I'm going to, I'm going to go very meta right now. You go ready? for it. Are we prepared to go meta? Go for it. You look at how we're fed news and how we're fed information, right. And how we're told what to believe is true. And I'm not just talking about ghosts or aliens or whatever, right? I'm talking about just normal things, right? Like there are people that believe the earth is flat. Yeah, still, yeah, just still. Now, yeah. Even though we have pictures from space of a very not flat earth, right? We have, you know, and much much science associated with that, and I'm sorry if I offend you if you believe the earth is flat, but that's something that if you listen to them talk about it, you may walk away going, oh, maybe the earth is flat. Like you get told something or told things in a way that puts you in a situation where you do believe in your belief system changes and from what it was. And um, what, you know, with all this, you know, you know, we're discussing all this, and of course, you know, we're Erie Travels. Mm-hmm. So, you know, where do you travel to visit your imaginary friend? Invisible friend. Uh, invisible friend. Your invisible friend. And one of my favorite places that this has been discussed in and uh, was a McDonald's playground. And uh, this was in the UK. Uh, and this three-year-old girl named Ruby talked about her imaginary mom that meets her at the McDonald's playground and her imaginary mom uh, is she's very grateful for her. Her yellow eyelashes mean she can see in the dark. She only comes to see me at nighttime. She scares me sometimes, but I always want her to come back. She has two babies in her belly. She's 14, but can never have a birthday. That was her letter about her imaginary friend. And so, of course, um, you know, Twitter exploded with this saying that girl is possessed. But she needs a young priest and an old priest, the usual things like that. But I'm like, hey, if you've got an invisible friend, those few McDonald's that still have play places would be a good place to take them. No, it's true. (laughs) It's true. But let me just say, look at the details that she had about the invisible friend. And I go, good. Anybody in Twitter go look up to see if there was a death or something of a 14-year-old girl that was carrying twins. Yeah, it's, you know. And that's what they're all kind of hoping. And of course, this turned into a creepypasta and, and all that. So they're like, oh, that wasn't real. And all that, but no, that really was this girl's description and of that. So. I am I'm telling you, our listeners have stories that they had themselves or their children or children they babysat or something like that could tell you. 
And I think a lot of times parents, whoever encounters children that talk about this, and it's not all children. Oh, no, no. No, not at all. But I, they will tell you in great detail, and you can even ask them to ask the friends about their lives. And they'll come back and tell you things. There is no way a four-year-old knows. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a phenomena that, again... We don't understand yet. Yeah. It's um, um I, I again I throw this in our preternatural coverall that this is something of the world that we don't understand. And like I said, the na a lot of natives, this is nothing. This is a, they talk to the the not the invisible friends all the time because they're the, the spirit guides, they're 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 you the know, ancestral guides. We need to get Al going back oh, on yes. Al, when you're not busy writing another Marvel or DC project or your own mass Epic Bram books. Stoker winning books you know we'll uh we'll get you on here and yeah. come and talk to us about the Native yes. American belief of yeah. um these yeah. these things Fam and I family think, spirits yeah. and I think that it's it's just an interesting so yes I'm throwing it out there gonna yeah. add this to let's my manifest it weird let's, manifest let's be careful let's... manifesting these things, well let's manifest buddy. owl talking on the show yes yeah, so let's yeah, manifest that that I can manifest are you on board with that Callie yeah, we can manifest that. Um, please don't manifest anything else. And also, I'm never going to McDonald's again. Okay, so we've ruined McDonald's. That's great. Thanks, guys. There goes, there, there's that advertisement deal out there. I, I will say, if anyone is in... Like Never talk about this. this. Oh again. man, now 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 we're gonna have to go look for Burger King. Yeah, All right. sort of unrelated. But if anyone's in Northern Europe and they have one of the frog squishmallows from the mcdonald's toy sets you ship that shit to me in florida you know that's the only frog i don't have that's the only one because it's in one? fucking europe oh man oh, well man. see i'm going over there callie i guess you better be nice to me and keep me on this show erica can keep her job dad all right fine <laughs> <laughs> I, I will give my job to my uh invisible friend uh your invisible friend sounds like a badass yeah I yeah he is that. yeah yeah um well, as long as uh people give their uh money to our visible friends over at uh paranormality magazine or any of our sponsors the wonderful destiny beard music and oh uh, yes and and of course dick terhune who can make your invisible friends sound the way Amazing. my make him sound the way my invisible friend acts you know so um yes and uh as we are getting near spooky season it is the time to get on uh dick's radar there to to get uh, get your recordings in if you want something special done you, you should, for your haunt you should have him not only for your haunt you guys should have him do your voicemails oh man yes 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 because be imagine you call somebody and that's what you get on the oh, other man. side yes, yes. that would be amazing okay uh wow. well i think me and my invisible friends are going to wrap this up now yep i think i'm going to go get a big mac that's like a plan <laughs> that sounds like a plan cool and uh thank you all so much for joining us please like share subscribe do send us your emails do send us your letters send us the things twitter us do whatever you need to do but uh you know follow us on all the things vote at paranormalitymag.com for your favorite paranormal podcast we'd we'd love to be on that top list and uh and as always erica you have anything i i know i i think i i just want to hear everyone else's stories you know that would be 
really, really awesome. I think so. I think so. Is your imagine your, your invisible friend have anything to say? No, he is no longer with me, unfortunately. Uh, she was sometimes. He uh, would make life a little easier. Maybe he is. Who knows? But yes. In, in the meantime, thank you all so much for joining us, and we'll see you on the other side.